T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Football show here on 610 Sports Radio. Dusty Like is with you, Grant Nicholson with you as well. I hope you all had a Merry Christmas. It still doesn't really feel like Sunday. Like I had to remind myself three times yesterday that it was legitimately Saturday. Like, do I work tomorrow? Oh, yes, I do. Okay. But that's what we're here for because this is an extremely tough week. You are either, in my assumption, playing for a title or playing to go to a title in your fantasy football league. However you get that set up, I would assume this is about where you're at. This is the most serious week and breaking news of the morning. Travis Kelsey is inactive for today's game. Not playing, did not clear um, COVID protocol. So there is no Travis Kelsey in today's Chiefs game. I will give you Um, All the advice I can give you uh, when it comes to who you should play at a tight end position. But again, I can't reiterate that enough. No Travis Kelsey um, in the Chiefs game today. But Tyreek Hill is active if you missed that news yesterday. But this is a fantasy football Sunday on 610 Sports Radio. And it is brought to you by Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, scenic views. Um, Some heartbreak yesterday for a lot of you, I'm sure, as uh, the fantasy uh, world can be very rough, right? Last week, you might be in the dumps because you had Alvin Kamara give you like a sixth spot. Yesterday, Jonathan Taylor doesn't find the end zone, um, has 100 yards rushing, does exactly what he's supposed to do in, in, in real world football, runs it 20 plus times, has 100 yards, Basically does his thing, and then and then here's Carson Wentz out there uh, with a 123 QPR and, you know, throws for two touchdowns, 280. You know, you don't see that coming, especially against an Arizona defense. Uh, that's been good all year, but that was probably some of the heartbreak yesterday. And then, obviously, Green Bay, Cleveland. Um, if you're like myself and took Green Bay plus seven and a half, uh, sucks, but... Uh, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams continues to be a solid connection. Aaron Rodgers is probably, if I had to, if I had to guess, Aaron Rodgers probably your your 2021 MVP going on back to back MVPs uh, for Aaron Rodgers. But uh, boy, uh, that Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers connection is, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty signed, sealed, delivered, locked in. Is I think that uh, after watching all of this year and being 
you know, super tuned in. I think Devontae Adams is is the best wide receiver in football. Um, I think Tyree Kill is is up there. Um, I think he's number two, but the drops have hurt him this year uh, and everything in that category. But one thing that's that's also been played is Titans versus Niners. Uh, I mean, you know, Debo Samuel owners. I'm sure you guys are. I'm sure you guys are locked in. And good to go. Uh, good for you for this week for having him go up, go up at it again. Been a great addition to this year's uh, fantasy rosters. As I said, I think he's one of those guys like Cordell Patterson that is is revolutionizing the game of football in that position um, just because um, of who they are uh, and how impactful they are in that position because of what they can do. They can be a receiver, a running back. They have speed. They have hands. They have height, uh, quickness, route running, everything, field vision. Cordell Patterson, Debo Samuel, one and two with each other. Uh, in that position, but also if you start AJ Brown, uh, lots of brass uh, right there. I mean, the guy came back, and uh, I think he had like 11 for 146 and a touchdown. So I mean, good for him, good for you if you started him. But again, as we do every single week, Adam Schefter has announced players out for Sunday, including Leonard Fournette, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Those are all pretty obvious. Um, Andy Dalton, that's big for you know obvious reasons. Ramondre Stevenson um, out. Cole Beasley out, Lamar Jackson out, um, and Teddy Bridgewater out as well. So it is the uh, it is the Drew Lock show uh, for uh, the Denver Broncos in what is an elimination game. As we'll get into that a little bit later, um, but uh, as we do every week here on Fantasy Football Show, we get into the matchups. <laughs> Forget it, 920 or 9, 9.20, 9.25 area. Steven Serta will join us uh, here on a Fantasy Football Sunday as uh, he does every week that we do this show. Steven Serta joins us. He gives you his insight. You can text him, 913-576-7610. Ask Serta anything you need uh, about your lineups today as it is a very, very uh, intense week uh, in the fantasy world. First matchup today, Lions at Falcons. This seems like a trying to be good after the day of Christmas and, and be nice, but this just seems like a, a really bad matchup. No Jared Goff. He's out. Tim Boyle is in. I mean, that's where you're starting, right? Jared Goff leads these guys against the Arizona Cardinals, leads the NFL in passer rating, and then, of course, the parody of the NFL. The next week he plays against a bad defense, where maybe you could have, like, a chief start on, you know, FanDuel or on DraftKings. Nah. Jared Goff, COVID, out. Tim Boyle, in. But one guy who's back, DeAndre Swift, back in this game. Also, hello, Amon St. Brown. Been an interesting ride for him this year. The only thing that's concerning about Amon St. Brown today is that he doesn't have Jared Goff. Like, that's been Jared Goff's guy. TJ Hawkinson, in and out. Swift, in and out. Really nobody to trust in that Lions offense. Last week, Amon St. Brown had eight catches, 90 yards on 11 targets, and one touchdown. Uh, He's been the target leader all year with Hawkinson in and out, Swift in and out. Uh, and he's helped. Uh, he's a good option in daily with a big boom upside uh, for the Detroit Lions. And as for the Atlanta Falcons, I think the same thing kind of goes for Russell Gage. Russell Gage has been a guy that Matt Ryan has been finding more often than not when it comes to a wide receiver option. Cordell Patterson is getting more and more schemed against. They're trying to bracket him, make sure he doesn't get loose. I still like Cordell Patterson owners. Uh, for you this week that have him. I think he has a good game. I think he eats today against the Lions team that is still, again, they're very bad. They're not good. They had a surprising win against the Cardinals, 
but it seems like this could be one of those sloppy good football games when you look at the matchup between the Lions and the Falcons as we get to this point in the season. The next matchup we get to is the Giants and Eagles. Kadarius Tony is in and he is active. But we need to have a serious conversation real quick when it involves this New York Giants team. And that is Saquon Barkley getting back to where he once or where we once thought he could get to. Not happening. I don't think it's ever going to happen. And I think this year proves that that ship has sailed long, 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 long ago as we even get a glimpse of it throughout this year. I wouldn't start him at this point. I wouldn't even draft him at this point next year. I would just never go anywhere near the Saquon Barkley train. There's no need to. This year, he's had a total of four touchdowns, and he's got less than 800 all-purpose yards. So you don't have to be, you know, changing the way the world thinks to know that that stat is pretty bad for a guy that was drafted as high as he was with as much promise as he's had. And now we see this in the NFL a lot of times. We see a talented kid come in from college, has an injury or two, affects their career, and they're just never where we thought they'd be. In two years, Saquon Barkley has a different uniform on. He's got this whole, like, narrative of his career of, like, he was supposed to be this 2,000 all-purpose guy like Christian McCaffrey was and multiple touchdowns a year, double digits, and it just never happened because sometimes injuries happen and they change the way the player is, but I just don't think it's going to happen. I mean, four total touchdowns. Yes, there's been injuries again. There's been injuries his entire career, very short career, but I think what gets people excited is that you see these glimpses of these plays. Like, I think it was last week he had this one-handed catch and then turned it into, like, some sort of positive game. And people are like, that's, see, I told you. And then you watch the end of the game, and you're like, oh, he had 16 carries for 41 yards, and he had two catches for 13. Saquon Barkley, woof. Uh, This is another Jalen Hurts game, I think. I'm kind of in on Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts is the real deal. The Eagles are 7-7. He's been their starting quarterback the basically the entire year they fight with him they play well with him and I don't know if you saw this last week and I get it I get it he was playing the Washington football team but that cat had three total touchdowns two of which were rushing when the Eagles are inside the five yard line there is no secret what they're doing the opposite of what teams do when they have a franchise quarterback they're giving Jalen Hurts the ball they're running QB like sweeps they're running QB draws they are letting Jalen Hurts basically be Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles have a fighting chance to be a playoff team in the NFC they're not a terrible team Jalen Hurts is elite quarterback right now when it comes to the way he plays he's just different than any other quarterback he's in that mold of now he's not an MVP but he's that style of quarterback that Lamar Jackson can be that when you look at his numbers and you're like, oh, he has 189 passing yards, a touchdown interception, why did he put up 33 points? Because he's got 85 rushing yards and two touchdowns. Now, Miles Sanders is a good play. He's a running back, but we've all seen this before. Philadelphia's running back scheme is a mess. You don't want anything of it. The only thing that's true is Jalen Hurts. And again, last week, three total touchdowns, two of which were rushing touchdowns 
And in most leagues, not all, rushing touchdowns are a little bit more effective than passing touchdowns. <laughs> We dive into the next matchup, and this one's a little bit more intriguing to me. Bucks at Panthers. Now, two years ago, you can ask Steven Serta, every single time this matchup happened, anytime it was Bucks Panthers or Saints Panthers or Saints Bucks, any combination of those three teams, I was all in. Lots of action, lots of plays, people you wanted to see go off. Ouch to this matchup for fantasy owners. No Mike Evans, no Chris Godwin, no Leonard Fournette, no Christian McCaffrey. We've known for no Christian McCaffrey for a while. But for guys like Grant Nicholson who love playing Antonio Brown in their fantasy rosters, I don't know if that's true. I'd just like to let him know that. This is a big week for Antonio Brown owners and Rob Gronkowski owners. You know Brady's pissed. Like, there's no secret, right? He loses 9-0 to the Saints last week. 9-0. Trots over to the sideline, gives some sort of coordinator the old, hey, how you doing? F off. I'm Tom Brady. I hate you tonight. But he gets Antonio Brown back this week. Rob Gronkowski now is schemed into this matchup as basically his favorite option. We didn't really see that last week with the Saints and the Bucks. But again, this was a game in which imagine how depleting that is when your your two-star receivers go out, hamstring injury, ACL, and then your running back who's been just rejuvenated, rejuvenated this year, and Leonard Fournette also goes out. But when we talk about Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown had four touchdowns in five weeks when he played. Gronkowski's been stellar, and the Panthers' season's been over since week eight. I love Brady, Gronk, and Antonio Brown today. But nobody, nobody, because of where you're at right now in fantasy football playoffs, nobody gets a nod from me for the Carolina Panthers. Not one. Don't need it. Can't do it. (laughs) When we move on to the next matchup, Chargers at Houston. Let's talk about this one, because this is interesting, right? Let Justin Jackson eat all of your action today. Now, I'm sure there were people that panicked that had Austin Eckler that were like, what do I do now? Austin Eckler, great fantasy option. Hell of a value play. Justin Jackson, he's the guy that plays today. I love Jackson versus the second worst team in football. Maybe the worst. Maybe. I think Jacksonville's the worst team. I think Houston's the next worst team. And then I probably put the Detroit Lions after that. But with no one, with no Eckler and no Mike Williams, no Mike Williams either, Keenan Allen and Justin Jefferson win you a trophy this week. I'm dead serious because this is a game in which the Chargers are probably going to put up at least 30 points. Justin Herbert's not running those balls into the end zone. Somebody's got to score. Yes, Jared Cook is there. His over-under, I think, in this week for player prop bets is like 32 and a half. I believe that's the Vegas line, too, for him. But Jared Cook gets a little bit of action, but all the action's going to Keenan Allen and Justin Jefferson. Not Justin Jefferson, Justin Jackson. We'll get to Justin Jefferson. Everything's going to Jackson and Keenan Allen. I'm dead serious when I say this to you because Mike Williams is out. Guyton's out. There's two receivers. So the only people that can literally get you action to fill that void 
is Jackson, Keenan Allen. On the Texans side of the ball, Brandon Cooks is out as well. And I'm sure this is all we can play when it comes to that Texans roster. Maybe, maybe you're playing Duke Johnson. You're thin in the running back area. But again, the really people, the only people I like in this matchup, Jackson, Allen, Herbert. And I think Justin Jackson gets you a ton of value today when it comes to fantasy football numbers. When you look at the next matchup, it's one that's a slam dunk for some of the guys that come on before us. It's the Bills and the Pats. Buffalo plays at New England. Last time this game happened, my God, what a terrible game. But one breaking news of this information is Damian Harris is active. Damian Harris is playing in this game. So any other running back for me in New England is out. Mondre Stevenson obviously is already out of this game. I don't want anybody else playing in this game. Damian Harrison is going to get a lot of volume. The only reason I say this, last time these two teams played, Bill Belichick only threw the ball three times with Mac Jones for a total of 19 yards. I don't know if that's the same thing that goes on in this matchup, but I do know that this game is in New England. That should favor the Patriots. I think you have to start Keenan Allen. I'm Keenan Allen again. I think you have to start Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Just because in daily fantasy, you have to play those guys. Season long, you have to play those guys. Josh Allen's going to try to connect with Stephon Diggs. Cole Beasley, out of this game. Emmanuel Sanders cannot be trusted. Singletary, not my guy. Stephon Diggs, the volume will be there. The targets he'll see, 8 to 11. What he does with those 8 to 11 targets, that I don't know. New England seems to be in that mode, even though they lost last week, but they seem to be in that mode where they're just going to like have the best defense in the NFL. Nobody's going to know anybody on their defensive team. And then all of a sudden you look at it and it's like, oh, this game ended 17 to 7. New England wins. That's just my opinion. I think you have to, again, I think you have to start Josh Allen. I think you have to start Stephon Diggs on the Buffalo side. But other than the three names I've named, I don't think anybody else is really a play here. I'm not saying they throw three times again, but I think Bill Belichick does do something similar where he just takes the ball out of Josh Allen's hand because he's just so good at drawing up those defensive schemes to just ruin a team's dreams. I told you we get to Justin Jefferson. That's where we're going next as the Rams are at Minnesota. Can you trust Odell Beckham Jr.? If you did last week, you're probably out of the playoffs, and I'm sorry. But that's not anything that we should have known. But it's the Cooper Cup show in Los Angeles. And it's going to be until they're done playing football this year. There's not been a matchup that these two guys, Stafford and Cup, which is now true as the North Star, that connection is not changing, not going anywhere. You know it's going to happen, and it still happens. It reminds me a lot of when Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown or Breeze and Michael Thomas every week, it was like, well, this is why these guys got drafted number one overall the next year in fantasy football. Not that long ago, the Matt Ryan-Julio Jones connection was this way. The Antonio Brown-Ben Roethlisberger connection was this way. The Michael Thomas-Drew Brees connection was this way. And now we are seeing it again, as always, history repeats itself the Antonio, I'm sorry, the Cooper Cup Matthew Stafford connection is this way. Cooper Cup is going to get 10 to 15 targets. That sounds absurd, but it's true. He's going to catch 
10 to 12 of those targets, and he's going to have 120-plus yards and probably a touchdown. That's just the way it's going for the Rams this year. I love him today. I love him tomorrow, and I love him in the next few weeks. And next year, I'm not going to be mad at you if you draft Cooper Cup number one in your fantasy draft. I think fantasy owners should listen to this. I think receivers should go number one in every year. I think you should always draft receivers with your first pick. I've always said that. I've been saying that. You look at the other side of the football. Minnesota, Adam Thielen is active in this game, back from an ankle injury uh, this, this week. Dalvin Cook, inactive, COVID list. Who plays? Alexander Matson. He's played, I believe, in weeks 3, 11, and 15. Every time he's played, big volume, big numbers. Justin Jefferson, though, wide receiver five this year. Top five wide receiver, top receiver moving forward in the next few years. Should be drafted in the top 10 picks of fantasy football all around. But he does have a tough matchup with Jalen Ramsey on the defensive side of the ball. That thing does worry me, but the targets, the volume, everything when it comes to Justin Jefferson this week leans towards you just have to start him. You have got to have some serious stones, though, if you're going to start Adam Thielen. Because of what Adam Thielen's done this year, stolen touchdowns inside 20 yards inside the red zone for the Minnesota Vikings, you got to have some serious stones if you're starting Adam Thielen because there is no Dalvin Cook. Justin Jefferson will see a lot of action from Jalen Ramsey. So there is a chance there could be some stealing there from Adam Thielen. And if that ankle is good enough for him to play, means he's going to be on the field for almost 80% of the snaps. We come back. We talk to Steven Serta here on a fantasy football show brought to you by Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. Each drink, scenic views. It's Grant Nicholson, Dusty Like, and 610 Sports Radio. We'll be right back with Steven Serta. You're listening to Fantasy Football Sunday with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio, brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Grant, you think Serta's favorite Christmas movie is Die Hard? Uh, honestly, no idea. I feel like Prob- it's... I-, I think it's not. It's got to be something outside the realm. I, I hope it's Home Alone, but I don't think it is. But if you're out there on Boxing Day, or you're out there returning those Christmas gifts, taking them back, now's your chance. To tune in to 610 Sports Radio on a Fantasy Football Sunday brought to you by Twin Peaks. 
Twin Peaks Eat Drink Scenic Views right now joined by one Steven Steven Serta at 925 as we do every single Fantasy Football Sunday. Serta, let the people know what is Steven Serta's favorite Christmas movie? Um, I don't know if I really have one. I, I don't really... I don't get juiced up for Christmas movies, really. Um, you know, I'll watch them, but the one demographic of movies of he doesn't get juiced up for. Get juiced. I? I said the one demographic of movies you don't get juiced up for a Christmas movie. Yeah, I mean, last night I watched Dunkirk, so it's okay, that's... not like I. I'm not really like, oh, I gotta watch Jingle All the Way because it's Christmas or something. Ah. <sighs> Man, should have known. Should have known. Uh, Steven Serta, hope you did have a good Christmas. Hope everything's going well for you. I know that we are in uh, basically our Super Bowl when it comes to fantasy football because everybody should be, if not there, playoff bound. And I think the big thing to do today is to is to hear the Travis Kelsey news, right? Like that is a lot of people a, a high pick in the second round. Travis Kelsey is a huge fantasy player. Um what do you do now, and uh, who do you think steps up in this Chiefs game that Travis Kelsey's out? And then where do you go? Obviously a loaded question. Where do you go uh, tied in-wise, maybe last-minute waiver wire addition, or where do you play somebody that, that can fill that void for Travis Kelsey? I mean, I, I think you still approach the Chiefs' offense how you were going to approach them headed into this game. Um, it seemed early in the week like – Travis Kelsey was the one who was going to be available, and maybe you weren't going to have Tyree Kill, and that's not the way that it worked out at all. Obviously, you're putting Tyree Kill in your lineup, and you assume that Patrick Mahomes is going to target him a lot. But this should be a Clyde and Daryl game. Like, the Chiefs don't need to get cute here. They don't need to play around. The Pittsburgh Steelers are one of the worst run defenses in football. They're giving up rushing yards to absolutely everybody. It's just a part of their defense where they can get exposed this year. And so Clyde and Daryl need to be heavily involved in the Chiefs game plan today. So I would get both those guys in my lineup. If I'm in a fantasy championship, I am just not willing to take a risk on Demarcus Robinson, Byron Pringle, or McCole Hardman in my lineup. Just not this week. Like, <laughs> if it was any other week... And you were as desperate as some of us are going to be, then I'd take a chance on them. I'm just not going to do that in my fantasy championship. I, I, I just, I, I can't do it. I refuse to do it. Um, and as far as tight ends go that might be available, that if you're kind of scrambling, uh, you should have been kind of planning for this all week long. Right. But if you are scrambling still, uh, Jared Cook has a decent matchup for the Chargers against the Houston Texans this week. And... They don't have Donald Donald Parham in this game. So it, it's going to be, he's going to be their only available tight end. And he's gotten a lot of red zone targets from Justin Herbert this season. So I think Jared Cook is a serviceable option who's floating around out there. And this one is kind of gross, but if you're <laughs> super desperate, Cole Komet has been actually getting a decent amount of targets uh, in, in that Bears offense. I know Justin Fields is likely isn't going to play and so Nick Foles is likely going to be the starter here so that's like a total desperation heave who uh Cole Komet's probably available in like 90 percent of league so he's out there and he's been getting a lot of targets but I wouldn't be thrilled about doing that it's a total desperation play 
We talk about this the last few weeks because of where we're at in the severity of the fantasy football season, and that is you just can't get it wrong, right? You can't get things, uh, you can't get things wrong today. Like 10 points uh, per player kind of hurts you. You need to have everybody kind of be in a perfect matchup. And, and what segues this conversation is the Pittsburgh offense. Like I sort of, I, I totally agree with you when it comes to the running backs uh, and the chiefs. I think this is a big week that Andy Reid schemes something where you see a lot of screen, a lot of, you know, check downs, but with the Pittsburgh offense, they're playing a Chiefs defense that is a top five defense, and it seems like a recipe for disaster with the Chiefs defensive front and the Steelers offensive front. And I know there's a lot of action on that Pittsburgh side of the ball on the offensive side with Deontay Johnson, who's completely cleaned up the drops this year. Chase Claypool is a huge target and, and Najee Harris. But are you able to start Pittsburgh offensive players this week with their matchup against a team that has a full go of everybody playing this week on the defensive side for the Chiefs? Yeah, I, I think you can play them. If you've gotten this far in the fantasy football season, you've been deploying all of these guys pretty much every week anyway. So I, I think you can just play them as you normally would. It's not a particularly good matchup, but the Chiefs have actually been getting roasted by opposing running backs over the last two games, or the last three games, really. Uh, you know, they got we saw Javante Williams have that monster game against them a few weeks back, and then... You know, against the Raiders, they didn't do much on the ground, but it's the Raiders. And then the Chargers, we saw Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson have good games against them. So overall, the Chiefs have, the Chiefs defensively are still playing fantastic, but the run defense, which was kind of really bad at the start of the season, then it got really good, but they were kind of in some favorable matchups. Now it's kind of falling off a little bit. And so, you know, the Chiefs not having Nick Bolton, who has been fantastic and Against the Chargers, he was the best defensive player they had on the football field. Uh, I, I think that actually hurts them. And you simply don't have another running back on your roster who's going to get as much guaranteed volume as Najee Harris is going to get in this football game. So you just put him in your lineup and, and hope that he finds the end zone. And I think same goes for Deontay Johnson. Chase Claypool, you could talk me out of playing him this week. I, I don't love the matchup, and Chase Claypool has been losing some snaps. His snap share has been going down. He hasn't been running as many routes. I think he's just kind of I, – I think Mike Tomlin, I think the coaching staff, they all recognize that Chase Claypool's got loads and loads of talent, but Chase Claypool's still got some growing up to do, some maturing to do, and so I, I think they're kind of showing him that, that like – Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't know how much time is left on the clock when we're in, when we're in a uh, game-winning situation. Yeah, you're not going to be running 80% of the snaps anymore. We're, we're, we're going to make sure that we get James Washington on the football field or Ray Ray McLeod or whatever. Like these guys who are really working hard to, to make sure that we win football games. We're going to give them a little bit more run now. So you can talk me out of Chase Claypool. But Najee Harris and... Deontay Johnson are still just guys that you just plug and play in your lineup. Yeah, I think uh, I was looking at this the other day because I think my favorite, I think I've literally solidified this uh, now that uh, DeAndre Hopkins is slowly but surely phasing out of the NFL, that Justin Jefferson is my favorite wide receiver in the NFL. And I had, you know, kind of a weird thought about this because he's been extremely efficient uh, with Adam Thielen being out. And now Adam Thielen comes back. But Dalvin Cook goes out. What does this mean for Justin Jefferson in this matchup today against the Rams, who could see a lot of Jalen Ramsey in this game? 
I mean, hopefully it just means that they're going to target Justin Jefferson like 20 times. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they should do every game. Uh, I don't think Dalvin Cook being out really changes Justin Jefferson's uh, projection at all, at least not for me. Uh, you know, they did get Alexander Madison back from the COVID list this week, and we've seen that he can be a more than serviceable, serviceable backup. You know, He's not Dalvin Cook, but he's still a fine player, so... I think that they'll be fine there. And, you know, if Adam Thielen comes back, he's got an opportunity here. Uh, Jalen Ramsey isn't traveling with wide receivers quite as much this year. Like, they're they're kind of leaving him on one side more than they have in the past. So there's still chances, like, Justin Jefferson can move around today and not be solely up against Jalen Ramsey. And the rest of the Rams secondary just isn't good. Like, they can be exploited there. They're not... This total, like, shutdown, lockdown unit. So, yeah, I mean, if you got Thielen, you put him in your lineup because he's going to have a good opportunity there. You know he's not going to see Jalen Ramsey in the slot. And then Justin Jefferson, you're still going to put him into your lineup because, yeah, as you right. mentioned, he's just exceptional. He's one of the best wide receivers in football, and you're not going to consider benching him. But it's that, like, Cook being out isn't something that would worry me about the overall Minnesota Vikings offense because they're still going to be be able to do a lot of the same stuff with Alexander Madison in the game. When it comes to, you kind of mentioned this earlier, I feel like how big of a lock is Justin Jackson today with uh, with all those dudes out in L.A., especially Mike Williams as well? Yeah, I mean, I still love Justin Jackson today. I think Justin Jackson is a really, really good backup running back, and it's a favorable matchup against the Houston Texans, who can't stop anybody on the ground. They're like a bottom five run defense in the NFL. So I, I think without Eckler in the game, um, you know, Joshua Kelly's probably still going to get some snaps here and there, but this should be Justin Jackson's backfield today. And... It's, you know, even in a shorthanded football game, like, I'm going to take Justin Herbert over Davis Mills. So I think you deploy Justin Jackson with full confidence today, even though the Chargers are dealing with some COVID-19 issues of their own. I still think that they win this football game. They better win this football game <laughs> if they want to stay alive in the AFC playoffs at the moment. With, uh, with last week, we saw Tom Brady kind of really see all of his options go down. What does this do now for Tom Brady now that he's only got really, I mean, I say only, but he's got Antonio Brown and Rob Gronkowski. And I mentioned earlier that Antonio Brown in the five games that he played this year, he had four touchdowns and, and seemed to be a pretty damn good, reliable target when it comes to uh, an option for TB12. But what do we see now moving forward with Tom Brady without Godwin Evans and Fournette? Uh, I, maybe it's just going to be closer to what Tom Brady was in New England. <laughs> like, it's just going to be a, a more kind of methodical dink and dunk offense. I don't know. I'm still, if I have Tom Brady, I'm playing him this week because a week after just getting totally shut out and the offense could not move the ball, they could not do anything in Tampa. I feel like Tom Brady is just pissed. Like Tom yeah. Brady has rewatched that game, I feel like, 50 times this week. Like, over and over and over again. Because he is just pissed that he got shut out and did not even put up a field goal or a touchdown or anything in that football game. And the Carolina Panthers are a total mess right now. So, even though they don't have Evans, no Godwin, no Leonard Fournette, like, Ronald Jones is still a really good backup running back. Antonio Brown... 
when he was healthy this season, looked like the old Antonio Brown that we're used to seeing on the football field. And Gronk has been great when he's been available. So I also think that, like, their other wide receivers aren't that bad. Like, I like Tyler Johnson. I, I He's a young player who hasn't had an opportunity to do much yet in his NFL career. But he's got some upside who was a reasonably high draft pick. And... Like a, like a highly touted uh, player coming out of college. And then we've seen Scotty Miller be effective. So, like, I actually think this is a Brady game where a lot of people are going to avoid Brady and think, like, oh, he's got all these weapons out. I don't trust him. And then Brady's going to go nuts and throw, like, four touchdowns <laughs> because he's still pissed about what happened last week. So I'm not avoiding Tom Brady at all this week. I'm still deploying him as I normally would. Uh, speaking of somebody who's probably pissed with their performance last week is Alvin Kamara. Sir, Alvin Kamara is my lock of the week. Am I on the right track here as he plays against a bad Minnesota, I'm sorry, Minnesota, bad Miami team this week? Yeah, I mean, with all of the running back injuries that you've dealt with all season, all the players on COVID, like, I mean, Alvin Kamara even coming off of a, a bad football game where that was just an awful game in general. It was a nine to nothing game is what it wound up being. Yeah. Alvin Kamara did absolutely nothing for your lineup, but, I mean, he's still Alvin Kamara, so I think you still got to put him in your lineup each and every week. Steven Serta, let the people know where they can find you uh, outside of 925 to 938 on a Sunday morning with myself on 610 Sports Radio. Yeah, you can just follow me on Twitter at Steven Serta, and you can also follow Arrowhead Pride, and make sure you're checking out everything that we're doing there. If you want to subscribe to the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, we would very much appreciate it, and leave us a kind rating and review. Steven Serta, thank you once again. We'll talk to you next time we do this. All right. Thanks, Dusty. That's Steven Serta. You can see, as you can follow him anywhere you want. Follow him on Twitter. You'll find him everywhere with Arrowhead Pride and everything you need to know about that. Uh, after every single game, it's uh, it's quite interesting uh, how they break things down. So if you want all your Chiefs action, get over to Arrowhead Pride. We come back. We give you all the 3 o'clock action and wrap up your fantasy lineups here on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to Fantasy Football Sunday with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Back in Fantasy Football Sunday, 610 Sports Radio. You just heard the sounds of Steven Surges. We enjoy having him on uh, every single week uh, that he can come on. Anytime the Chiefs play at noon, we are not on. Today, obviously, the game at 325. Next week's a noon game. The week after that, 325. So we'll talk to Steven Serta in two weeks. And then I believe uh, that's a wrap. I think that's, that's all she wrote when it comes to fantasy football. Because then you're just, you're playing daily and you can just, I don't know. I guess you don't need me anymore. Got to take the training wheels off. God, this song is nice. So tired of all that Christmas music. You get some, like, some slapping of the bass and some techno freaks here. I won't care that. Oh. All right. The talking head song for those of you that are fans. Uh, this is a Fantasy Football Sunday show brought to you by our friends at Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks, each drink, scenic views. Um... Breaking news, I guess, for the Chiefs today. Travis Kelsey uh, out. Tyreek Hill in. Chris Jones ready to go. Uh, Nick Bolton out. Everybody else should be good to go. It's an interesting place. Um, I'm not sure where you go with all of them, but I know that the Chiefs are 
you know, going to be as prepared as ever as they can be. Um, but yeah, that's the, that's the breaking news of the today. And, um, you know, um, good luck. It's playoff time. And there's, there's probably a guy that you drafted in the, in the top two rounds, but this is where you can win. It's where you can win your championship. You can get with, uh, you can get with me, Serta, Sundays, every day. We'll get you locked in. And what we'll do now is we'll get you locked in for the three o'clock matchups here on Six Ten Sports. I do owe you something, though. I owe you one last noon matchup that I didn't get qu- get to that I have to give you right now, and that's the Ravens at the Bengals. This game kind of has some, like, low-key, uh, some excitement in this. Uh, Mark Andrews has been the best tight end in the NFL this year. No questions asked. Last week, I believe he had 94 yards and a touchdown in the very first half with, like, five catches. That's going to continue. No Lamar Jackson. You look at the guys around there, Cincinnati, Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, I like them all. The Ravens' defense is basically a backup defense. They don't really have anybody on that roster right now that's even from their opening day roster because the entire Ravens team is hurt, it seems, except Mark Andrews. But I like the fact that when the team is down, Mark Andrews goes up. So for those of you that have Mark Andrews, enjoy this week once again. Tight end lock again. Cincinnati side of things, I think this is the week Burrow and Chase kind of figure it out. They started off hot. Everybody loved drafting Jamar Chase when they did, and they said to themselves, well, we might have rookie of the year right here. Pump the brakes. May not happen anymore, but this seems like a game where you could have a breakout game for Cincinnati in that offense. Cincinnati's making a playoff push. They're playing a division uh, a division game where they need to get in front of the Ravens, and this is a game that screams at maybe at home versus the Ravens, who are completely just, I don't know, diminished. All of a sudden, you see... JB or JB Inkley, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, all kind of get back on that thing. And uh, well, I'm not saying he's my lock, but I do love Jamar Chase at wide receiver this week. <laughs> when it comes to the next game, it is the big one for everybody here. Steelers at Chiefs. There is no Travis Kelsey. I cannot reiterate that enough. Tyreek Hill will play. We're still, if not, wondering what the scheme will look like for the Kansas City Chiefs. Steven Serta kind of hit it on the head there as well in the last time we talked, in just a few minutes ago when we talked to him. But I think this seems like a game where Daryl Williams and Clyde Edwards-Alaire get involved a little bit more than we ever see. This is a game where Andy Reid has to really dial into the drawing board, figure out how to make things confusing for a Pittsburgh defense that isn't really that great. There's a few guys on that team that are good, some guys that are out due to COVID. But the thing about this game is, I think you're going to see a lot of misdirections and screens. I think this is a game in which you see Tyree Kill get more than one handoff. If I had to bet the over-under of one on handoffs for Tyree Kill, I'm going way over. I think you could see a lot of jet sweeps, a lot of misdirections, a lot of running back screens, bubble screens. A lot of that going on today when it comes to the game because this is going to be the only, the second time in Patrick Mahomes' career that he's played without Travis Kelsey. Tracy Wilson earlier today of CBS on Twitter said the only time that Kelsey and Mahomes haven't played together was in 2017 when Patrick Mahomes made his first start for the Chiefs against the Broncos in week 17. So long ago in Patrick Mahomes' career. Three years ago. As for the Steelers, I'm the opposite of Steven Serta. I don't think you can mess up right now. You have to get it right. 
I think Najee Harris is the only play that I'd want in this game. I think the running backs can eat. I think Najee Harris can have a good game. I think he could have 150 all-purpose yards when it comes to catches and runs and a possible touchdown. But I like the Chiefs' defense against the Steelers' offense. The Steelers' offensive line is atrocious. Ben Roethlisberger is ancient. And all you've got to do is move him one yard off his spot and things go south. If there's one thing we know, the Steelers are really good at throwing the game away in the first two quarters. I think this is a game in which you see the Chiefs' defense get multiple sacks. You will have your buy one, get one Big Mac sacks within the first quarter. I think you'll have an interception or two by halftime. And I think the Chiefs kind of have one of those like 22 to 9 type of games. Look, the Chiefs are just trying to win. They're not trying to show anything fancy. They're not trying to do anything out of the ordinary. They just want to win. They want to get things moving. And this is a game in which they have to win. It's a home game. It's the last home game of the year. No Travis Kelsey, which means you got to bear down and find your true stuff. I think they lean on the defense this game. I think the offense has a little bit of a wrinkle in it with the running backs and the schemes that they run. And I think when it comes to the Steelers offense, I'm like, Serta, I don't want anything to do with Chase Claypool. I probably, I'm on the fence with Deontay Johnson. Now, like he said, you probably gotten to where you're at because of who they are. Deontay Johnson is a reliable wide receiver with a lot of volume, but I just don't see the Steelers putting up a lot of offensive numbers in this matchup against the Chiefs at 325. <laughs> when it comes to the Broncos at the Raiders, this is an elimination game, and this game involves Drew Locke which means that the numbers for the Denver Broncos on the offensive side go down. But I think the offensive numbers that go up are Javante Williams and obviously Melvin Gordon. I think they're going to use their running backs just as much. The Raiders can't really stop anybody in the running game. The Raiders can't really stop anybody in general. But when you look at the Raiders and you look at Derek Carr and you look at the, at the Broncos, this screams kind of a sloppy offensive game where I think maybe if the Broncos are down and Drew Locke's already thrown two interceptions and maybe he's just got to let it go, maybe he finds Cortland Sutton because that was his guy before they went to Teddy Bridgewater. Maybe he finds Noah Gray, which I don't think happens. Maybe the Raiders have a little bit of an uptick. I do like Hunter Renfro. I do think Hunter Renfro's been a solid target. I think you all know that. But I'm not sure anybody is worth the start in this game not named Hunter Renfro, Melvin Gordon, or Javante Williams. I wish the Denver Broncos would let Javante Williams eat just a little bit more. But it is an elimination game. Washington at Dallas. I think, folks, for you out there that are in the playoffs and need this game to be big for one Dak Prescott, I think this is the game that happens. I think this is the week the Dallas Cowboys get back to having that number one offense. Mari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Zeke Elliott, Tony Pollard, Dak Prescott, Dalton Schultz. I think they're all back this week. I think Washington is terrible. I think what you saw Philadelphia do to them last week is a good inclination of what's going to happen week in and week out when you play the Washington football team. And Dallas looks like they can be that team this week. I think Dak Prescott could go off. I think he could have 354 touchdowns and really give you the insurance you need at that quarterback position. I don't like Terry McLaurin's matchup this week as he will be a lot double team, a lot of brackets, nothing really else going on for the Washington football team. But I do like CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, Zeke Elliott, Tony Pollard, Dak Prescott, Dalton Schultz. I think the Cowboys get back to that number one offense. When we look at the Dolphins at the Saints, I think the biggest lock you can have is that the Saints come off a 9-0 win against the Bucks. They're rolling. They're feeling good. And I think uh, I think Alvin Kamara has one of those games. Now, we all remember last Christmas, right? Alvin Kamara had, what, six touchdowns in the game? Like, set the record. 
Six rushing touchdowns. I'm not sure he's going to get to six. I think he gets to two. I think he has almost 200 all-purpose yards in this game. I really, really, really like Alvin Kamara in this game. I like Jalen Waddell in this game. I know that the defense for the Saints is somewhat good when it comes to the running backs. I'm done with Miles Gaskin. I'm sure he's burned you enough. I'm sure you've been burned by Miles Gaskins to the point where you're like, I don't care if he has 25 points. Well, guess what? He's not going to have it this week against the Saints. He's not worth the start this week versus the Saints. Waddle's the only guy you should be even thinking about playing against the Saints. But when it comes to the Saints, have fun because this is an Alvin Kamara breakout game. And I also like Taysom Hill because I think Taysom Hill's a star. When it comes to bad matchups and the Saints look to be moving forward uh, in that NFC. That, again, is the Monday night game. The Sunday night game is Washington at Dallas. A lot of questions. Somebody sends from the 816. What about Mark Andrews? Big game. That's basically all I can say. Cup and Pringle or Jefferson? Cup and Pringle or Jefferson and Mike Brown or Vance Jefferson? I I don't like Vance Jefferson this week. I just think that they've established that Odell Beckham is going to be the number two guy. I think the number one guy is going to be Cooper Cup for the next five years. Um, That's where I go. Noah Gray or Blake Bell today? Really? That's where we're going? Blake Bell or Noah Gray? Noah Gray. If you want to play that gamble and you want to go that route, go Noah Gray. That's where I would go. Flex PPR, Damian Harrison, Justin Jackson, Ronald Jones. Jackson. I think Jackson eats all day, 816. I think Justin Jackson is a guy that is a top three RB this week. I think it's Alvin Kamara's number one. Whew. Man, where do I go number two? That's kind of a good question to ask in other situations. I think Justin Jackson is somebody that you have to play this week just because of the volume, where he goes, what he can do. I also don't sleep on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Don't sleep on Daryl Williams. Two running backs you could also play in this game. You're right. No Huntley. Doesn't matter. There's nobody else. You have to throw the ball to Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews. Huge, huge, huge start. That's all I can say. Why is Steven Serta calling in from the bathroom? Well, sometimes it hits you differently on a Sunday morning. Fantasy Football Sunday, which Chiefs tight end do you start? Noah Gray, Blake Bell, or stick with Everett? Well, if you have to, again, if you have to start a Chiefs tight end, I think you go with Noah Gray. I think this is a game in which they let the rookie eat when it comes to Travis Kelsey being out for the Kansas City Chiefs. I just think that's what you have to do. I think you've got to go with the rookie. I think he has more upside. I know Blake Bell um, is a guy that's been on this team longer. He's more of uh, of a veteran tight end. But again, I think you have to go with Noah Gray. Let the kid from Duke eat. That's it for matchups today here on 610 Sports Radio with Fantasy Football Sunday. Brought to you by our friends at Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, scenic views, some programming notes coming up after this. It's Beak Sunday, two hours, but it's Rob Britton of The Drive. Rob Britton, he'll give you two hours of pure cheese talk and probably some uh, Boxing Day information. I know that's going to be on his mind. It's a big day in in the EPL, so you get a little bit of that action. Uh, What this game means for the Chiefs, what you should be watching for as you are in uh, official scoreboard watch mode for the Kansas City Chiefs. Remember, coming up on Monday, you have all Chiefs talk following after the Chiefs-Steelers game. You have 
Chiefs Kingdom show with Mitch Holtis. You have the Nate Taylor show at 7 o'clock on Monday night, and then you have Red Reaction show with myself and Nick Price. Uh, not our show, it's yours. It's a Red Reaction show. You call in, you tell us what you think, what you like. Um, when it comes to this Chiefs-Steelers game, again, no Travis Kelsey, but there is Tyree Kill, who is active in this Chiefs and Steelers game. Um, big thanks to Steven Serta for joining us as he does every Sunday. Big thanks to Grant Nicholson again for producing this thing. Grant, we're almost there, man. We got one more week, I think. I think there's only one more week. Next week we'll be off. Uh, Chiefs play at noon, so you get the uh, you get the Chiefs pregame show starting at 9 o'clock on 106.5 The Wolf and, uh, and 610 Sports Radio. Like I mentioned earlier, we will be back in, uh, in two weeks, and then you're on your own. You can tweet us at Dusty Likens, at Steven Serta. Any advice you have, thanks for everybody that tuned in this year. Thanks for everybody that tuned in today. Again, coming up next, Rob Brenton, 610 Sports Radio, 10 to noon. It's Boxing Day, baby. I'm Dusty Likens. Thank you. See you later. You're listening to Fantasy Football Sunday with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio, brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.